0: Hello, and welcome to Addressed. I'm one of your hosts, Addy. And I'm Hira. And we're extremely excited to present to you our first episode. Please listen until the very end to discover how you can support us and our causes. So a little about ourselves first. Students for Sustainable Development is a joint youth-led organization composed of students from Seoul Foreign School and Howard County Public Schools. Whose main goal is to address global issues the United Nations has recognized as problems that must be resolved during its 2015 United Nations General Assembly as part of its 17 Sustainable Development Goals or SDG.
1: Our first project and today's topic of discussion is the Windflower Project, which is our project focused on child marriage. This addresses Global Goals three in ensuring the health and well-being for people of all ages. 4. Inclusive Quality Education 5. Gender Equality and Female Empowerment and 10. Reduced Inequalities Before we continue, here is a short summary of what Sustainable Development Goals are. There are a set of 17 goals aimed on creating a better future. The main focal points of these goals are that there are the eradication of poverty and hunger, a higher degree of equality, and a more sustainable climate.
0: So, before we move on to exploring the background behind the project, Hira, can you explain to us why SSD chose the Windflower to represent this topic?
1: Sure. The Windflower symbolizes protection from evil, tying the concept of protecting young children who are forced into marriages. What is forced marriage? Forced marriage is where one or more parties. in the case of our project, children, are forced into marriage without their consent, usually by their family or community. But just to note, Forced marriage does not equal arranged marriage, and a marriage that is consensual can become forced at any point in time. Also, even if it's under the guise of being arranged, if a family or community uses pressure, bribery, or trickery to convince someone to go through marriage, it qualifies as a forced marriage. Also, since children can't consent, all child marriages are also forced marriages.
2: Okay, so now we know what is or isn't a forced marriage, and we know that child marriage is a form of forced marriage. But how did child marriage even come about, and why?
0: That's actually a really good question, Anya. Um, We'll be addressing the why later more in depth. The basic rundown is this. Men tend to marry later because of their responsibility of supporting the home, while women tend to marry early. This has its roots in customs, traditions, attitudes towards genders. Traditionalist views on gender roles led to the formation of patriarchal societies where things like dowries, polygamy, and social status of women all contributed to girls being seen as economic commodities that could be traded at a young age.
2: There are also certain religious beliefs that perpetuate child marriage. For instance, the belief that girls should be chaste. In order to ensure the bride's virginity, they're married off earlier Not to mention that there are other factors like controlling child behavior, preserving family honor, escaping poverty, strengthening relationships between families, and protecting inheritance and citizenship claims
0: In some regions where these attitudes can be ingrained in someone's history or culture, child marriage can sadly be common twenty
1: nine thirty eight forty six These are percentages of girls aged 15 to 24 who were married before they were 18 in Latin America and the Caribbean, Sub-Saharan Africa, and South Asia, respectively. The percent of women aged 20 to 24 married before 15 in 2018 in Mali is 15.9%. In Nigeria, 15.7%. In Guinea, 17%. 29% of women aged 20 to 24 in Zimbabwe were married before 18 Child marriage isn't an issue exclusive to females. 22.2% of men aged 20 to 24 married before 18 in 2016 in Belize, and 19.6% did so in Surname.
0: It's important to continuously remind ourselves that we shouldn't see these statistics as mere numbers, but as individuals. In 2006 Somalia, 45.3% of women aged 20 to 24 were married before the age of 15. Don't hear 45.3% see this as one out of two pubescent girls being married off non-consensually enforced marriage.
3: And by now, you're probably thinking, but isn't child marriage illegal? Why is it so common? How is this allowed?
4: I think we were all thinking that, Maggie. But for now, let's separate relevant laws into two categories religious and custom oh, and legal. There are many religions with minimum age requirements for marriage, usually around puberty. And there are some religions that don't or some that have language that can be way misconstrued to allow child marriage. Um, there has been some dispute around the fact that physical maturity is too variable for legislation to actually determine a marriageable age. But as non-experts, let's not dive too far into that, shall we?
2: Moving on from Ryan. 158 countries have a legal marriageable age of 18, but this is hardly enforced due to tradition and custom. In some places, this age can be lowered if the marriage is happening with parental consent. Take Zambia, for example. Without parental consent, the marriageable age is 21. With, it becomes 16. The United States is the same. Marriageable age is typically 18 without parental consent but it's 16-bit. Information about this is hard to find just by looking it up on the internet. Our SSD researchers and podcast team members can vouch for that. And so we can clearly see how this issue isn't so much in the limelight as other social problems are, but its consequences
1: are just as devastating. Pregnancy and childbirth complications are the leading cause of death of 15 to 19-year-old girls marrying and giving birth later in life can result in better health education and overall well-being
3: absolutely right in addition forced marriage victims often experience abuse that results in physical injury or intellectual disability such as continual rape until pregnancy abuse and forced marriages can lead to hypomania dementia cognitive and communication disabilities sensory impairment thought disorder, and other psychopathological problems. It has links to self-harm, suicide, eating problems, and depression, and imprints a constant desire to attain approval from others. And since forced marriage rates are highest among girls with little to no education and wealth, children from these households are most likely the ones who are victimized. The United Nations has outlined targets to aid this issue,
1: reducing maternal mortality providing equal opportunities for education, abolishing harmful practices, and promoting proper laws and actions among them. It's imperative that child marriage is addressed. It affects the futures of
3: millions of young children around the world. Gira is right. The issue behind child marriages is a global issue. Currently, there are 142 million girls who will marry before the age of 18 within this decade. This number stems from factors like poverty, cultural norms, Uh, that contribute to the widespread subject of child marriages.
0: That's a really big number. Um, Why do you think impoverished families are a factor in this decision-making?
3: Child marriages result from lack of resources to provide for girls in the family. More often than not, girls are aborted or left behind. Like you just mentioned, the patriarchist ideas of traditional roles in marriage contribute to the idea of economic goods.
2: Girls in child marriages can bring financial relief to their family in the following ways. For one, bride prices rise if brides are younger because they have more time to dedicate themselves to the groom's family.
1: Two, dowries, which is money given to the husband's family in marriage, are lowered.
0: And three, emphasis on family relations. Many people in Africa believe that family relations are more important than country identity. Additionally, elders and parents play, like, a big role in selecting spouses, and new brides are brought into families for
1: domestic help. Which sounds understandable, according to the Council of Foreign Relations. Poorer households in developing countries are more likely to marry off girls before age 18, recorded at 54%, whereas the richest population is recorded at 16%. So wealth and status does heavily influence the increased rate of child marriages in impoverished regions.
3: That's right, but economic status is not the only authoritative motive in forced child marriages. Culture also becomes a crucial influence because of the role women and men are expected to perform. Ideas of chastity lead to early marriage and genital mutilation in Northeast Africa and the Middle East to prevent sexual assault and promote virginity.
0: It's truly unfortunate for girls who are forced into this situation. The question is... Are there also some sort of repercussions that young boys face in child marriages?
3: I'm glad you asked. The societal impacts of child marriages impact both partners. In early marriages, boys under 18 have the responsibility of early fatherhood that exert economic pressure onto their household, which in turn limits education and career development. This also similarly impacts girls in forced marriages with the additional mental abuse, rape, and low self-esteem that can lead to increased suicides among young girls trapped in their situation.
4: The current pandemic disproportionately affects poorer people. Without a financial safety net, the negative effects of COVID-19 become more amplified.
3: What exactly do you mean by that?
4: Well, let's take a few negative effects of COVID-19 to use as an example. Um, food shortage, medical support shortage, and job insecurity. All three of these negative effects can be overcome with enough financial support, be it from your own savings account, your government, or a charity organization. However, without a bit of extra money to help, feeding a family becomes more difficult, taking care of medical issues becomes more expensive, and the risk of losing a job puts a great deal of stress on families.
3: Okay, I understand. How COVID-19 disproportionately affects the poor, but I thought we were talking about forced marriage, not income insecurity.
4: Yes, intuitively these, the negative effects of COVID-19 and forced marriage don't seem to have anything in common, but according to the 2020 Global Girlhood Report, COVID is predicted to increase child marriage cases by 2.5 million over the course of the next five years.
3: Oh my god, that's a lot of people, but I still don't see the connection between these effects and forced marriage.
4: Um, Well, previously, we talked about how bride selling is a relatively common practice in some parts of Asia and Africa. And the financial insecurity caused by COVID-19 has forced some parents to turn to human trafficking to ease expenses. By selling a child off into forced marriage, the family has one less mouth to feed, and they do gain some immediate financial relief as payment for the bride.
1: You touched on three effects of COVID-19, food shortage, medical supply shortage, and job insecurity but I think you're missing one of the most detrimental effects of COVID-19 on forced marriage.
4: Um, What would that be?
1: School closure. School closure can actually increase cases of forced marriage. Education and forced marriage are closely linked. Education helps prevent forced marriage, and conversely, a lack of education can be a catalyst to forced marriages. With school closing, many girls lose this vital safeguard against forced marriages. Having an education can act as a barrier to forced marriages. Girls who have had no education are three times more likely to marry before or by 18. This could be prevented by giving them an education so children can make decisions themselves and recognize their rights and abilities and what they can do if they're put in this situation.
4: Forced marriages can also act as a barrier to education. Girls are often taken out of school because of an early pregnancy. And even if they would want to go back to school after they've given birth, It's very difficult because there's a lot to do and a lot to catch up on. The young mother has to manage taking care of her child and also maintain her education. Um, Often, these young children will forego their education in order to be a full-time parent.
1: In fact, in some parts of the world, having a child makes going to school illegal. For example, in the countries Tanzania and Equatorial Guinea, it is illegal for a mother to attend school.
3: Okay, I get the forced marriage and education are related, but how does education help prevent forced marriages?
1: That's a very good question. Without any education, it is very hard to get jobs and earn any income. School acts as a safe haven for many people. By being in school, children can avoid the problems at home and have trusted adults they could talk to. School provides children with the knowledge and tools to avoid any of these possible issues. What
3: can we do to help?
1: Today, Organizations
0: and governments all over the world are advocating for children's rights and trying to implement lasting legal changes that will protect vulnerable youth from child marriage. However, it's important to note that individuals play a key role in advocacy as well.
1: It's imperative that you educate yourself. You can check out our website, sdgstudents20.wixsite.com, for more information about the Windflower Project. We have additional information and a collection of reliable sources. By mid-February, we will be
0: selling Windflower pin badges that you can buy and wear to show your support for this issue. You can also donate to our upcoming GoFundMe. All proceeds will be going to Oxfam and Good Neighbor, two Korea-based charities whose goals are to provide support in the form of water, food, nursing, and education. Thank you for listening to
1: students for Sustainable Development Podcast Addressed. We were your hosts, Addie, Hira, Maggie, Anya
4: and Ryan.
1: Make sure to follow our Instagram students for SD for updates on future projects.
0: We are SSD for a better and more sustainable future.